Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. the title but I might change this it depends anyways so if you hear any noise in the background it's my sister laughing in her room and uh, so that's it so I'm still sitting in the same spot where I work for the entire most of my day it's 821 right now when I'm recording and I know I will have enough time in silence to do this so now I'm recording and of course, the dogs are going to make noise because my mom's messing around. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> we're on season three, episode nine. And I am learning that I may have spread myself too thin here. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to put out episodes or anything like that. It just means if I sound a little more tired than usual, it's because I am. Um, today, I woke up a little bit earlier because every time I go back to sleep, it makes me a little more tired. So when my alarm goes off, I try and get up immediately because if I still continue to lay there, I think about not getting up and not wanting to work for the day. And that doesn't work exactly. So So other than that, other realizations I've had is that it's really hard to go back to school or get back in the mindset of going back to school once you've been out for at least a year. Um, I have been out of school May 2019, I graduated. So May 20, May 2021 would be two years. So I took a little bit longer than a year to go back. But I mean, I still am good with my studies and still disciplined and everything. And while I had downtime at work yesterday, I was I banged through both chapters that were due. And um, this dinging is not going to work. Put that on silent. So I've just been getting through reading while I'm at work because it just... Um, it just makes sense to do it that way. Um, my grandma's texting me. Hang on a moment. And I'm recording my podcast. And Laura will let the typing go because that's to my grandmother that she's met in Brooklyn. Well, so going back to school and trying to be in the mindset of going back to school is a little bit hard because I'm used to having my free time to do nothing with. But with the way this job schedule is set up, 11.30 to 8 doesn't really give you a lot of free time to want to do homework in the first place. So I'm dealing with a lot of different conflicting factors here. Um, Today was a pretty chill day at work. The past two days have been absolutely nuts. These people call and it's like they're at the end of their rope. And um, they're at the end of their rope pretty much. And they honestly, it doesn't seem like they want to speak to me at all to come to a resolution. They just want to talk over me and yell. That's like the to-do list on Monday and Tuesday, (laughs) if I can say that. Um, But everybody on Monday is an asshole. 
everybody. And if you've ever worked customer service before, you know that you shouldn't treat people like shit because they also know how you feel. Like they understand that, you know, there's a certain aspect to customer service where you don't want to treat someone the way you don't want to be treated is basically what I'm saying. And that's how I feel right now is that some people have like the nerve to speak to people the way they do when they call these companies as if the person they're speaking to is at fault for what happened to them. And that's not appropriate to me anyway, but also what do I know? (laughs) I mean, I just work for the company, right? I'm not anything of importance to do with that company, but I think, uh, it's a learning experience to work in a call center because this is my first call center job. So it's definitely been an experience. Um, this one, though, this call center job compared to other ones, according to what other people have said, is a quality over quantity type of job. So they don't want you to bang calls out. They want you to make sure that you get that first first call resolution is what they call it. So... As much as I try and do that, it's sometimes very difficult to do that when there's difficult people on the phone. And that's not hard to understand. And I don't think I'm speaking another language. Like, I'll have some work stories for you, obviously, later. But I want to get back to the schoolwork thing, because that's also part of customer service. Because what I'm going for is a master's in healthcare administration. So, of course, there's going to be communication between people there. And you have to have good rapport with your employees. Otherwise, they build up resentment and then they want to quit or, you know, unionize or whatever. Um, So I'm I'm entering the third week of my first class. So there's six-week courses and there's five or six classes. So by next May, I'll have my master's degree, which is so fast and so insane that I feel anyway. A lot of people probably think that that's the norm. I don't think that's normal. But I usually do things fast anyway. Like... I have a track record of doing, getting stuff done at a quicker pace than anybody else. So, um, halfway through my first class, (laughs) I think what annoys me about it though, about this class so far is that I'm not in a position that is healthcare related. So it's going to be very hard to try and integrate parts of my current profession into what I am learning. The first project we had to do was figure out how to do like a stock drawing of inflows and outflows of the company. Now that's okay. If I worked in my last job, which was a nursing home, which would be much, much easier to do. And then the, the previous week before that you had to make like write out a letter to your employer or your supervisor explaining to them what you were going to do. You don't actually send it though. So I'm like, okay, so I'm just pretending to do things now. It's just a game of pretend here. So it was just annoying because the diagram that I had to do, I worked on all day Monday because it was due Monday night and I treated myself Monday night. Well, I treated myself Tuesday night after I read those two chapters for the week that I wasn't going to do anything after work. And guess what? I did nothing after work besides relax. Um, so that's what I've done so far. Um, I have to tell you also that with Chris D'Elia not making a comeback, I'm really not interested in seeing anything he has on Instagram until he comes back. <laughs> so after he made his apology letter, <clears throat> after he made his apology video, excuse me, 
on Friday a couple weeks back, and I mentioned this in one of my episodes. He's taken to popping up on Instagram more often, and it's starting to annoy me a little bit. <laughs> like either you're coming back or you're not. Because his videos seem to indicate that he's back to normal, even though he's admitted to having a sex addiction, which in some way, shape, or form, everyone has an addiction to something. Most people have an addiction to sex, okay? Okay. Just, you know, the apology was nice, but not necessary because we're in the following year and you haven't done anything else since. And now you're posting about being a family man. And it's kind of like real cliche to do that after admitting something like that. And he always struck me as someone that wasn't like that, that he went against the grain and didn't give a fuck, didn't apologize for anything. Like he was just a, he was just an individual that I actually respected for his behavior and for the things he said in his podcast, whether they were real or not, or just trying to be funny. Um, I respected him for the way he acted. And it's not that I've lost respect. It's kind of like he turned into a cliche that he swore he would never turn into. So it's kind of like either you're coming back to make us laugh some more or just stay gone. It's like when, it's like when you get that hey stranger from someone after you post a really good looking picture of yourself. That's what that is. So he's like the hey, he's the type of person that's the hey stranger text after you post a bomb ass selfie on Instagram. It's just like, dude, either you're in or you're out. Like you're posting these videos and they're actually pretty funny. That's what bothers me. You're posting these two minute videos when what we really want is that hour long YouTube video of you making us laugh again. That's what we want. We don't want these little teaser videos. We don't want to be going on Twitter and speculating. We want the real deal. Okay. We don't want this fake black and white Dalia thing that's going on here that you have to post that you're so in love with your family. And now he's posting his woman on Instagram too, which he never did before. He kept his love life on the down low, but to each their own. It's just, I hate when people turn into the thing they say they're not going to turn into. And he's a celebrity. I will never meet him in this lifetime. He will never be on this podcast. He will never listen to this podcast. So nobody really cares about it at the celebrity level. People at my level who either record or listen to podcasts would be like, maybe she has a point or maybe she's just a little too obsessed with this comedian. And it's not an obsession thing. It's because I actually thought he was funny and was a true person. And now you come to find out like, that's why they say, you know, never meet your heroes because they always disappoint you in some way. This is like disappointing. Like, dude, take that hit and keep going. Like, what's his name? Um, Brian Callen. He freaking was like, you're not canceling me. And sure enough, he's still doing his podcast, The Fighter and the Kid. He is still going on with his life. Like, you're not going to punish me for having a kink. That's my, like, behind-the-door situation. That's not even any of your business. Like, yeah, sure, what Chris D'Elia did was not a behind-the-closed-door situation. But he could have fought back and been like, well, you're not canceling me. I'm still going to be here. Because he has a big enough fan base where no one is going to give a shit. Nobody. But let's not stay stuck on that. My only issue with the fact that he disappeared, though, is because we have been we have missed 10 months of commentary that he could have been doing on the shit that was going on with Cuomo and with the freaking election. Do you know how much comedy we people who actually follow him, by the way, not general public that listens to me? Do you know how much funny shit we've missed out on because he had to go into hiding because of these women? 
We have missed so many opportunities to have fun over this situation or to laugh during COVID. I've had to make myself laugh during COVID because guess what? We're still in it. So I still have to make myself laugh. (laughs) So it's like, am I ever going to, you know, retire from having to make myself laugh? Guess not. Anyway, so just come back or don't, okay? Or put out a 10-hour YouTube video in which you break down everything that's happened the past 10 months. Anyway, so he hasn't had an opportunity to make fun of what's going on with Cuomo. So if you haven't heard what's going on in New York, (laughs) this thing is ridiculous. Because now, aside from being accused of hiding numbers of COVID deaths in nursing homes, now... This guy is being accused of sexual harassment slash misconduct from three females and is refusing to step down as governor, like made a public statement to the paper that he is not stepping down as governor. Hmm. Meanwhile, there's other legislatures and politicians calling for his resignation. And it's like, no shit, sir. No shit. You thought you were going to get away with this stupid stuff in the limelight and then, you know, just continue your life as usual. That's not going to happen. And you know why? It's because three women said so. (laughs) So my question is, do you really think you can say any of those things now, even after what happened with this nursing home and still think that you're a credible self-witness? Let's check this out. I have to click this link. And I'm getting tired of Google Chrome popping up because that's not what I want. I don't want that at all. So I'm going to force quit you. No thanks. Screw. Get out of here. Get out of There we go. Can I copy? Can I copy this, please? There we go. Copy that. I'm using Firefox now, so my Mac better get over it. (laughs) So in an article published on Sunday, March 7th, well, in something on CNBC.com, there's, there is a, uh, a post here of two more women accusing Governor Cuomo of inappropriate conduct. <clears throat> so let's check this out. A former press aide, Karen Hinton, told the Post that Cuomo invited her to his dimly lit hotel room after a work event in Los Angeles in 2000, embraced her as she tried to leave, and then pulled her back toward him as she pulled away. Annalise, another ex-aide to Cuomo, said the governor in 2014 hugged and kissed her on both cheeks and grabbed her waist. (laughs) The new allegations compound the pressure on the Democratic government who is facing heat from prior claims of sexual harassment, as well as a scandal over his administration's handling of COVID nursing home death data. Whoop. Almost messed that up. I don't know how to read today. Current spokesman. Smokesman. Current spokesman for Cuomo responded to the new allegations, both of which were published yesterday. Saturday. My God. So I'm having issues. It says Saturday, and I said yesterday. And yesterday wasn't even Saturday. So how did I get there? Cuomo's communications director, Peter Whatever, because I don't know how to say that, a Jimian, said that Hinton's allegations did not happen. Happened. <sighs> did not happen. <laughs> Can't speak. Rich as a party... First of all, this guy's name is Azo Party, A-Z-Z-O-P-A-R-D-I, <laughs> as if his ass had a party. 
<laughs> I'm 31 and I'm mature. A senior advisor to Cuomo said of Lyft's account that reporters and photographers have, <sighs> reporters and photographers have covered the governor for 14 years, watching him kiss men and women and posting for pictures. Um, see, the problem with that statement is though they don't care if he's kissing another man because who has those pictures of him kissing other men? Where's he kissing these men at? Of course, it has to do with kissing women, so it's going to be everywhere. And I'm not a woman hater. I'm just pointing out the facts here. Did he kiss them on the cheek? Did he kiss them on the tip of their penis? What? And where are these pictures? Has anyone noticed that in the past few weeks, months, probably decade, however long this guy's been governor? Has anyone seen this guy kiss another man? No? All right. At the public open house mansion reception, there are hundreds of people, and he poses for hundreds of pictures. That's what people in politics do. Uh, okay. Fair statement. But to add on to that statement, what I'm going to say is, is that you don't usually kiss other women while your wife is around or in the public eye. Just get yourself a hooker. Like, what's his name? <laughs> the politician that went for a hooker and just, you know, do it behind closed doors, but do it with a hooker who's not going to tell everybody. Anyway, dead hookers, like, uh, what you call it? Jack the Ripper. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why Jack the Ripper killed them. Besides them being disgusting and wanting to do bodily harm and research on them. Probably they were spatting off at the mouth at who they were sleeping with. And, you know, maybe one rejected him and he was like, ah, no, all y'all have to die now. Jack the Ripper theory. <laughs> Surprised none of these chicks ended up dead. Like, um, what's her name? <sighs> I hate bringing up these things. Let's see. What was her name? Um, that went missing. Let's see. Chandra Levy. That's what her name was. Chandra Levy went missing because she got involved with a politician. And was going to either leave or tell his wife or whatever. And let's see. Let's see here. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I want to know. Let me see here. I want to know what happened here. And the only way to find out is to do further research. I don't know why my sister's looking at me like this, but I'm recording right now, so she should go back downstairs. <laughs> you didn't want to answer my text before, so. Because I accidentally didn't see it. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, bye, dude. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. So Chandra Levy went missing. And what year was this? Now that I got thrown off. <laughs> Let's see. Mm -mm. So in 2010, an undocumented immigrant was convicted of killing her. But let's see. I want to see when this originated, first of all. <laughs> How? Let's see. So she was trying to pursue a career with the FBI. She moved to D.C. to intern with the Bureau of Prisons as part of her master's program in public admin at the University of Southern California. She managed to be working for the state here in California at the governor's office and also the mayor of L.A. She had these high political internships. She was an honor student. Ba -da 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 -da. Okay, so while in D.C., Chandra Levy allegedly began having an affair with California Congressman Gary Condit. 
a Democratic representative from her hometown of Modesto, California, and a married man, 28 years her senior. So she was having an affair with this guy. And it says, Brad Garrett, now an ABC News consultant and formerly an FBI agent, was a lead investigator in Chandra Levy's case. Garrett said Chandra Levy, who met the congressman when she and a friend visited his office and gave, and he gave them a tour of the Capitol, led a very insulated life once she started this relationship with Garrett because the only time she'd really see him were after hours. Okay. Let's see. So, of course, her family visits her, and she seems okay. And then, of course, what was this? She was pretty happy, of course. You know, she had the secret friend she went out with. So the secret friend happened to be Gary Condit. So the whole thing is that he, what they're saying is he put out, well, it's crazy. Her apartment looks crazy. Sorry, they show a picture. So May 1st, 2001, she disappears. So this is basically what's happening with this. But I wanted to put in correlation to what happened with these women that are accusing the governor of stuff. Like, at least they didn't get killed. <laughs> if the worst thing is that you got fondled, bro. Mm-mm. So anyway, that was like a little side avenue we didn't need to go down, but you needed to go down to understand why I was going to bring up Chandra Levy. So, okay. Okay, so, and then another thing that happened that they integrated into this same article about him and the women is the cover-up of the deaths, the COVID deaths. It says, in late January, New York Attorney General Letitia James said the Cuomo administration had underreported the number of COVID deaths related to nursing homes by up to 50%. Bro, what a fail of 2020. Cuomo has maintained that the state did not cover up deaths, but said last month that we should have done a better job of providing as much info as we could, as quickly as we could. Get out of my face, okay? I've worked in that environment. Being in a nursing home and hearing people are dropping dead every day because of this is crazy. And to not report all the information while it's happening is even more crazy. And thinking that this governor was going to, you know, bring us out of the darkness of COVID or whatever makes it even more crazy. So we've got a crazy cake of minor crazy at the bottom, getting there crazy in the middle, and super crazy on top with Governor Cuomo as like the little groom that's on top by himself. Or maybe surrounded by those three women who he was probably fondling instead of handling this nursing home shit. (laughs) Anyway. As I get blacklisted and go missing tomorrow, if that happens and I say I like country music or mushrooms, it's over. Just know I've been kidnapped. I like it sometimes. It is not my first choice. Anyway, I don't know any of the new country singers. Don't ask. Will I listen to it? Yeah. Again, don't love it. (laughs) So it says, Lindsay Boylan. Let's keep going. Lindsay Boylan, a former state economic development official now running for Manhattan Borough president, wrote in a February 24th Medium Post that Cuomo abused his power as governor to sexually harass me just as he had done with so many other women. Cuomo's office strongly denied Boylan's allegations, including that the governor kissed her without consent and invited her to play strip poker during a flight. (laughs) Sir, you should be resigning for this. You really want people investigating you more? Like, the only way you can get out of this right now is by resigning. 
Like the only way that Trump probably would have gotten out of this impeachment process is by resigning as president. So he completed his term. A riot happened at the end of his term. And he still thought nothing was going to happen. And these Democrats are like, we ain't got nothing but time, baby. Like, (laughs) we are going to die trying to do this. Whatever, that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Anyway, days after Boylan's explosive post, another former aide to Cuomo's Charlotte Bennett told the New York Times that the governor had asked her about her sex life and whether she had ever been with an older man. Oh, God. (laughs) It's over. I understood that the governor wanted to sleep with me, Bennett told the Times. Cuomo, 63, said in a statement that Bennett has every right to speak out but maintained that he never made advances toward Miss Bennett and never intended to act in any way that was inappropriate. Sir, it is so much. It is so much stuff against you. Oh, my God. Anna Roosh, who said that Cuomo put his hand on her bare lower back and asked to kiss her when she met him for the first time at a wedding in 2019. First of all, Andrew, the governor, is ugly as shit, okay? So anyone who lets themselves get anywhere near that guy probably automatically gets a disease. He's got to have something. He's got to have some kind of STD. Because no man like that who's trying to put his penis in everything, penis in everything, is not walking around with, like, an itchy underwear problem, you know? (laughs) I really wonder about these people. I really do. Check this out. And then Cuomo at a press conference Wednesday apologized for whatever pain I caused, saying, I now understand that I acted in a way that made people feel uncomfortable. Who is writing these things for these people? Who is writing these statements for these people? You can't say that because that makes no sense. He's got common sense. He knows that he was in a man of power and wanted to try and abuse it by touching on women he wasn't supposed to. Or maybe his wife got sick of it and was onto it the whole time and was like, listen. And she went up to these chicks and was like, listen, expose him because I'm trying to get out of this marriage, sis. Because I'm sure she could leave him and take all his money at this point, which is something I would do. I'm sorry. The one woman, okay. Two, mm, three, enough. Like, <laughs> I understand stand by your man. You're in the public eye. Listen, I'm not saying that this is in every case. You are in the public eye. You are a public figure. Why would you do this to your family? That's who you're doing it to. Every time you make an advance like that on a woman in a position below you is going to destroy your family. If you are in the public eye, that is why I don't understand how celebrities in the public eye, by the way, Crystalia is not in the public eye, so this has nothing to do with that. People in the public eye, like the Kardashians and shit, like Scott Disick, when he was going and running around with whatever chick he was running around with, how he did it in the public eye after he had kids already and Kourtney Kardashian was his woman. How do you think... That people are just going to continue to support you and stay with you after all that. Like, 
Disick didn't do a public apology. He just did what normal people do, which is I go, I go to my loved one and, you know, beg for them to take me back or, you know, go get counseling because <laughs> Scott and Courtney were married. So apparently Courtney is with Travis Barker, which is a whole other thing anyway. But I'm saying like with Governor Cuomo, you're in the public eye the most because the pandemic was really high in New York and you were supposed to be a warrior for the people. You were not supposed to be out there trying to get with girls during this time. You were not prior to this pandemic even. Like there's no... There is apparently too many instances of men in positions of government that are doing this shit. And it's, and he thinks that, you know, since men have been getting away with it from the dawn of time, that he thinks he's just going to hold his position down. First of all, you made so many back and forth moves with COVID and bars and shit. The population has been mad at you for a while now. <laughs> like, not that people aren't like these, you know, wasps aren't going out like, oh God, I can't get my brandy tonight. How dare you, Cuomo? They have like a fucking whole keg of bourbon or whatever in their basement somewhere. Just chilling. Probably waiting for Mila Kunis to put ginger ale in it. <laughs> like, what was it? Apple bourbon? What was it? Jack Daniels or something like that? Fuck it. Who knows? But... But, like, he did things that affected lower class. And, like, our way that we socialize, my generation, is we go to bars and we chat and we like to yell at each other over really loud music. That's how we socialize. That's how it's been normalized for us and that's what we do. Now, you're going to take that away from us, keep us indoors, make us spend money we don't have, and then not, you know... Like this, the whole stimulus, the whole idea of the stimulus is fine and everything. But then at some point, who's paying that back? <laughs> who's paying that back? I don't have another, I don't have $1,400 to pay back to anybody right now. Anyway, I, I'm probably talking a whole bunch of nonsense. But my point is, is that if you're the governor of a state, keep your dick in your pants and stop trying to kiss everybody. Because now this shit happens. And now you made your wife look stupid, your kids look stupid, your family look stupid. Like, that's a whole cancel, my friend. You, your subscription to being a relative of mine is canceled if you do that shit in the public eye. I will have no association with that at all. Now, the equivalent of that is when people post about their relationships on Facebook. And this was in one of the first few episodes I ever did. People will post about shit on Facebook after not having an opinion about something all year long, like when elections come up and you're trying to figure out, is this person actually smart or are they just a dumbass just posting whatever because they think it sounds right? Now, I'm a silent creeper on Facebook. Like for the most part, I post memes. I post silly shit. I do not get involved in politics or political conversations. But it makes me mad when people like myself start to voice their opinions because they don't make they don't make it known that they know anything about the country or politics or anything going on in current events. But yet, 
when the chips are down and we have to pick a new president, everybody's up in arms. So we'll see in another four years what happens and which of the dum-dums are still around, still saying dum-dum things. And if you're offended by this, I don't really care. Because either you're up on current events all the time and you're posting about it and then you get involved in the presidential election and debates and stuff, which is cool. Um, But don't be rallying about other dumb shit that makes your IQ look lower on Facebook. And then when the presidential election comes around, you're like, I'm going to vote for that one because you sound stupid. (laughs) I'm going to vote for that one because he sounds nice. Or I'm going to vote for that one because he's not Trump. (laughs) are you kidding like we are kidding ourselves in this country it's just it's just quite the joke like it's the worst joke and punchline in history is that the u.s can't decide who they want to run the country so we just start fighting and attacking each other on facebook and rioting and shit and creating newer parties out of the parties we already have but whatever so i'm gonna give you some work stories because i'm done with that trash Governor Cuomo was a piece of shit, and he should resign. There's too many scandals around his name recently, and um, we don't really need him. I mean, I'm in Florida now, so I don't really care, but we don't really need them. Anyway, so this past Monday, I got a lot of decent calls and like three phone calls from dicks who called, I think, just to fuck with me. So my first call out the gate was a woman who definitely didn't speak English as her first language. And I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. I'm saying it in a way that lets you know that I knew she was Spanish. (laughs) I myself am Spanish, so I can make this joke. Don't you make that joke. That's mine. So, of course, there was an issue on her account that she initially thought was insurance-based. So she said something like she was getting charged $233 because her insurance was canceled. First off, I was barely paying attention to her because she was saying so many things. I couldn't pick apart what was the what was the actual problem. So it's like looking at an entire paragraph, kind of like in Da Vinci Code. Oh, God, excuse me. Looking at, I yawned quickly. Looking at words in the air and trying to pick out which are the important ones, like the ones you need to know. So, of course... <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, could you repeat yourself? What was the issue? Like trying to get her to break it down. Like I'm trying to like not trying to make her mad to the point where she starts yelling, but I want her to give me less info. So I finally got down to the issue, which is she had to review her escrow analysis, which she did not and did not understand what I was saying. So it's even worse. She had to review her escrow analysis and, um, Notice that there was a difference in her escrow payment of 233. I had to tell her, you do have insurance on your account. I can see it. Okay. It's not that you don't have insurance. It's that your escrow balance did not have enough money to cover your taxes and insurance for the year. So you have a shortage. And now, now, now you have to pay that shortage in order to change your payment again. So of course she still didn't understand what I was saying. So I didn't feel like matching energies with her because I wanted to be like, ma'am, 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 like yelling at her. And she was, she was just not having it. She was just not listening. Um, she goes, I don't know what that means. And 
she goes, is there some way that I can have my daughter-in-law call you and this and that? And I'm like, absolutely. But you have to be on the line also because you have to give verbal authorization because she wouldn't be authorized on the account. So I was like, you can also access any of this information that I've given to you on the website. And I gave her the, this, the website name and everything and told her to sit with her daughter-in-law and register for her account and this and that. So I pretty much gave her first call resolution, but she was just so loud and obnoxious that it was like, okay, ma'am, you're yelling at me while I'm trying to explain something to you. So how do you think we're going to get this problem solved? Then, (laughs) then I had a husband and wife tag team me on the phone. So not the good kind of tag team, the tag team where you want to rip their genitals off and smack them in the face with it. So this woman called saying that her mortgage payment shot up by like $400 or something. Again, not listening because it was a Monday and I was tired. So she said, my payment shot up such and such amount. And the husband in the background is like, and they don't even send you any paperwork or anything. Like he's trying to rile her up while I'm trying to talk to her and calm her down. And I explained, I tried to review an escrow analysis and she's talking over me and this and that. And, you know, with the wait times for the help desk, I was kind of just over it overall. So I, uh, I, um, I was talking to her, he's talking to her in the background, and I was getting pissed. And I was like, um, let me put you on hold. And so I did I did hold a little bit to see what she was talking about and gather my thoughts and everything. And I don't remember if I actually transferred them to the supervisor or if I asked permission, because apparently now you gotta ask permission to transfer them to a supervisor because they have to track those calls now. So of course. I get back on the line. They're both still yelling. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get you over to a department that can better assist you. And you hear them still going, going, going. And then I transfer them and they're gone. So very excited about that. Got them off the phone. And then my next call of the day, I actually wanted to yell at her and be like, can you tell your husband to shut the fuck up? Because he's not even on the mortgage. Like, why is he even speaking to you while I'm talking to you? Like, common sense dictates that when you're on the phone, the person in the background should not be talking. So that I can hear you and you can hear me. And then, of course, I had my last call of the day (laughs) was the typical, I don't know what that means guy. So he called at 745 and was concerned because his account was paid all the way through with the next due date of May 1st. So I said, sir, you seem to have been making your monthly mortgage payments on time. And in addition, you're making principal only payments. So he said, my account shouldn't be paid up this far ahead. Those payments should be going to principal only, which I then came back with. Yes, sir. That's what happened. And he's like, he's like, um, he said to me, he goes, no, that's not what's happening on the account or something. There's no way because I shouldn't be paid up this far and this and that. And I'm like, but sir, you are, because if it says principal only payment next to it, it's only getting applied to the principal. It's not getting applied to your mortgage. And he goes, well, there's still no way that I could be paid up this full, this far ahead. He goes, this is way too far ahead. And I'm like, please hold. Like, <laughs> like that's my best defense, putting someone on hold. So I put him on hold 
and I get on the line with the help desk and I get her on the phone and she's like, listen, at this point, all you can do is explain it to him the same way I'm explaining it to you and see if he wants to still speak to someone in escalations. So of course I asked him and I was like, listen, the only thing I can tell you is what I've been telling you. Like I repeated it to him and he wasn't having it. And he goes, I still don't understand what you mean. You're not explaining it to me in a way that I understand. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and I'll transfer you to someone who can better help you. And he was like, okay, thank you. And I was like, okay, great. Have a good day. Bye. Click. <laughs> like transferred him over. I was like, no, 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 no. This is not happening. I'm not doing back and forth stuff. So let's see. Oh, God. Sorry, I'm reading my note. And this was like the best one. This was the weirdest call I've gotten so far this week. And it was yesterday. So um, this guy called Tuesday asking for copies of statements because they're missing. Like he was missing a few. So prior to February, he was missing December and January statements because those months print the month before the month ahead. So December would print for January's due date, January would print for February's due date. So he already had the February statement that was for March. So he's missing December and January. So I do my little spiel, which is to ask if they have access to the website with the client portal dashboard. The gentleman on the phone goes, is there a way that we can do this without my computer? So I tell him, of course, that I can submit a request for him and asked if he would like it emailed, mailed, or faxed. Do you know what this guy said to me? This guy says to me, do you, he, he, he goes, do you think you can email it to me? I was like, sir, like in my head, I'm like, do you, or do you not want to use your computer? Do you, or do you not? Cause you don't want to do your, you don't want to use the computer to get on the website to access this stuff. So you don't have to call me and bother me with this bullshit, but you, you know, the simple logistics of email and can open your email and get this email. So you're still using your computer. So you cannot ask me if there's a way to do something without using your computer. If we're using your computer. (laughs) So couldn't even, couldn't even deal with it. So I just couldn't. And today's today was just a little bit more weird with the phone calls. And, uh, I do have to say the highlight of my week was finding out that Schitt's Creek won some Critics' Choice Awards. Um, so the Golden Globes, Catherine O'Hara won for Best Actress, and Dan Levy won for Best Supporting Actress. If you, Best Supporting Actor. If you know anything about me, you know I love that show. And I've put people onto it, and they love it too. And it's just one of those shows, like How I Met Your Mother used to be my go-to for background noise, and now I watch Schitt's Creek as my background noise because it comforts me. Like Grey's Anatomy, I can watch two backwards and forwards. Like right now, I think I'm on season four still. I haven't moved forward with it. But like Schitt's Creek kind of has that feel-good vibe to it that I like at the end of the day. Like you can laugh and you can cry to it. And Anyway, it's like, it's like my favorite show. <laughs> Can't get away from it. Um, but what's funny is I realized that Catherine O'Hara, like the outfits they have her dressing in, in some of the episodes just is so reminiscent of her character in Beetlejuice. And I'm wondering, besides them trying to say that that's a New York chic style, I'm wondering if that is the reason why they have her dress like that, because it's so easy for her to transition into that type of clothing because she's worn it before. 
and it looks great on her too. I still don't understand her wigs. Her wigs are a little too floofy for me. Like some of them look good, but then she'll have like a pink afro, like a blonde afro or something, or just it just doesn't make sense sometimes. Like Grey's Anatomy, you kind of have to just sit and watch and be involved in to get the full feel of it. But this, you don't really have to do. And another thing I realize is that, you know, as you get older, the shows that you watch are so different from what you would watch when you were younger. Because I would never have, when I was younger, I was watching cartoons and stuff. Like Martin was also a show I used to watch when I was younger. Even though I shouldn't have because too young to be watching that. Um, yeah, so Schitt's Creek and all that. And then Grey's Anatomy is coming back tomorrow and I'm not prepared because they're making it sound like it's, it's the last season of it because Ellen Pompeo has not renewed her contract yet. So we'll see. People have been coming up with some theories that I don't care for (laughs) and making me really uncomfortable on Facebook, (laughs) but, um, we shall see what happens. And I'm going to need people to stop making me be the rational one here because that's not the role I play in my friendships. I am usually the crazy one who goes psycho over everything and upset over everything at the same time. So it's like a fluctuation of feelings of being upset and happy at the same time. Cut to last year at any point. Frantic, frantic and okay at the same time is how I would characterize myself last year. And it's kind of like that today, maybe a little bit, but not as much. (laughs) I had to stop and think about it. But everybody's put me in the decision to make rational decisions, and I don't want to do it anymore. I'm tired of it. (laughs) And we're back to rounding out this episode with some cancel cancel culture shit. Because I'm tired of that, too. But it seems like it's more prevalent every day when reboots and shit are trying to happen. One such notion is Lola Bunny from Space Jam. Now, if you remember Space Jam with Michael Jordan, you remember that Lola Bunny had a crop top and short shorts. Now, she was beautiful. She was the epitome of beauty in cartoons. Still is. And, um, of course, they had to make her wear regular clothing. They had to make her wear a regular sized jersey and shorts for this reboot that has LeBron James in it now, which is fine. But also at the same time, you cannot tell me that you cannot tell me that a cartoon bunny is going to turn you on, that you need to change the clothing on it. No way. They said that they didn't see the reason in sexualizing Lola Bunny, which Lola Bunny is a figment of a character that's a cartoon. Okay. She was reminiscent of, they said, Betty Boop and a mixture of something else. And she was beautiful and curvy the way most women are. And I see no problem with it. But of course, I think it's a guilt thing in men that they're like, oh, we don't want to sexualize because that'll make us look bad. Dude, nobody cared in 1990-whatever, whatever year Space Jam was made. I think it was 97 or 98. Because it wasn't real. Just like Pepe Le Pew is not real. Okay, now you're trying to cancel Pepe Le Pew because he's apparently misogynistic and shit. I gotta see this. Okay. 
Okay, so let's see. The Washington Post did this yesterday. It says, How Pepe Le Pew Became the Latest Character in the Culture War. Oh my god, I can't. I can't. I can't do this. No, I don't want to. No, we're not doing an account, okay? Just freaking let me see this. Let me see it. Here we go. Okay. Trying to find it. Pull it up quicker. Thank you. It says, why Looney Tunes skunk Pepe Le Pew is bid adieu. It says, during my religious viewing of Looney Tunes episodes during my early years, I enjoyed all the characters except one. Okay. I'm getting stupid about this now. It says, the obsessive skunk named Pepe Le Pew who kept chasing around Penelope Pussycat and other feline females. I was too young to get the sexual connotations of what was going on. I thought girls were icky into the third grade anyway, but something stunk about this prancing dude. And it wasn't just his noxious spray. The Maurice Chevalier wannabe kept smothering these poor ladies who clearly had no desire to be anywhere near him. He reminded me of annoyingly clingy kids who tried too hard to fit in at school and were starved for attention, but worse. More recently... Though long before cancel culture routinely sparked national headlines over this kind of thing, it became clear to me that Pepe was basically a stalker who would never accept no from a woman. Comedian Dave Chappelle seemed to have had a similar realization two decades ago. He did a routine about how he was excited to show his nephew some Pepe Le Pew cartoons because he remembered how funny they were. Upon watching them again, he thought, good God, what kind of fucking rapist is this guy? Um, hmm. So here's my issue. It's a cartoon. And no one seemed to have a problem with it when he was made in 1950, whatever. Or 1960, whatever. And this is what I'm saying when I say that issues from certain decades cannot be issues of today. You cannot social justice warrior these things to death. And again, we're not going to have anything left. We are going to live in a country where we're not going to have anything but the Bible to read. Or maybe not even that. Maybe that'll be gone too, because there'll be something in it that'll piss someone off of some sect. And that's it. But this cancel culture thing is crazy, because then now they're even trying to go after Eminem. Hello, Beats. That's Addison. <laughs> okay, I'm recording, children. Goodbye. <laughs> This is, why I don't this is interrupting. Okay, okay. <laughs> so in any case, they tried to... Stop, man. Just just go downstairs, dude. Just go downstairs. Beast does not want to kiss you, dude. She's going to punch you in the face. Anyways, as I was saying. So they're trying to cancel Eminem also for the music he's put out decades ago. And it's like, the thing about that is, is I'm annoyed by it because we now are dealing with mumble rap. And the only reason why nobody's going after mumble rappers is because nobody understands what they're saying. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, is that we're all too busy mumbling the lines too like idiots. We don't know what they're saying. So that's two good reasons as to why mumble rap is still allowed. And then I was talking to my mother about this, and my mom even said that they better not try to come for Rihanna because she will she will go right after them. 
And I was like, yeah, she probably knows some Jamaican hoodoo shit she's going to stay at them. <laughs> you know she's going to speak with that accent. But um, we got to stop with this cancel culture. We're not going to have anything left. What are, we, what are we going to enjoy in this lifetime? That's like when they tried to say that Grand Theft Auto made people more violent. No. You know what makes people, people more violent? Rage. Hormones. Anything that depicts a change is about to happen. <laughs> like, are we kidding? Like, that's what we're saying now. Now we're comparing all of this to, you know, people's actions. So we're going to start blaming artists and everything else for how people behave now in society. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. But I think it's incorrect. I know another a group of other people, friends of mine, loved ones, etc. that would agree that it is, we are living in the stupidest time where people are getting bored and social justice warriors are coming out of the woodwork to try and solve everyone's problems. That was pro- solve everyone's problems by canceling everything. <laughs> like movie theaters are open now. Did y'all know that? Movie theaters are open now. So you can go see a movie now if you choose to do so. Now, am I going to punch someone in the movie theater if they cough on me? Absolutely. Am I I subsequently going to be thrown out of that movie theater for committing violence against another person who coughed on me? Yes. Also, I am sick of seeing these ignorant bitches get into Ubers and assault their Uber driver. I saw a thing on Reddit the other day that made me so mad. These three stupid girls, these ratchet girls, who, where are their parents, were harassing this guy because he told them to put one of the girls to put their mask on. Now, the other two girls, once that guy said that, put their masks on. And this other bitch decided she was going to start coughing for no reason, trying to be funny, and try and rip this guy's phone out of his hand, number one, and then rip his N95 off of his face, number two. So she did rip it off his face. The strap was broken on it, and he tried to throw them out of the cab after pulling over, and they said that they were going to beat him up. Now, there was no ending to that video, but I'm going to say that he probably should have called 911 or something. Something should have happened to those girls because Uber is a voluntary service that that person is giving you, and you should be respectful and considering when a pandemic... Put your fucking mask on. Put your fucking mask on. Be respectful. So, anyway. That's all I have for today. (laughs) Because I have to get to some homework stuff. And I have to kill everybody who's making noise right now. Anyway. So, I'm either in jail or I'm going to have been kidnapped by a political administration for things I have said in this episode, (laughs) but we'll see. Um, I still have my job, unfortunately. No, I'm kidding. Um, Getting paid on a weekly basis is fantastic, by the way. You legit get more money and less taxes taken out. It's pretty wild. But um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I'm also possibly thinking of getting a new car maybe in the future, but first working on my own place but um as usual i thank you guys for listening and i love y'all and um have a wonderful day and whenever you're listening to this i hope you're keeping it cuckoo love you guys oh also before i forget subscribe rate and review the podcast and be sure to pass this along to your other friends 
and tell them that you have to listen to this crazy bitch talk about nonsense for an hour. Well, they're half an hour. They're 30 minutes in the beginning. Now they're an hour. But um, I love you guys, and thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day, and chat me up on all my social medias, all things social media. I'm on everything. I'll post my links in today's episode, and we'll continue to post my social media links in every following episode after that. So thank you guys. I appreciate y'all, and I love you so much, and bye!